0: So this is episode eight, wow, of the She Watchables podcast. And we're very, very excited. Edition. The March edition. Yes, it is. The Easter edition, if you will. hmm And we're very excited uh, this month because... Uh... We're
1: excited. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited. Very good. We are. We are. Sorry,
0: excited I'm starting already. To, we are excited to welcome um, a special guest star.
2: Uh, Who oh, Hi, we've got we've got Doris with us today. We have. Doris. Although after that um, egg pun, I think I changed my mind. Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you
2: would be quite right.
0: But unfortunately, we're recording now, so there's absolutely nothing you can Uh, do about it. You're stuck with us. Doris,
1: it's going to get worse. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, that was good. That was actually quite a a good one. It's all downhill from here. We've got a special guest because we have been watching, or she watching, uh, one of your favourite films, I believe, Doris. Yes,
2: it's uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian.
0: It is, especially for Easter.
1: Yay!
0: It was either that or Peter Rabbit, wasn't it? So... uh, we decided don't
1: swear we Maybe don't do swearing way. on this podcast we don't they do do swearing <laughs> in this film though so a lot of it quite yes. a bit of it
0: yeah a lot of it so yeah i believe like it could growing. have been worse too i believe it could have been worse but i think we might <laughs> just leave that fact um yeah. to one yes. side that may be a little uh i don't want to rate this podcast as uh, as explicit on uh, on mm-hmm. our podcast platform so, yeah. yes, Life of Brian. Why is it your favourite film? Or is
2: it, is it among your favourite films? Is it your favourite film? my favourite films. Okay. Um, actually, I prefer a Holy Grail. <laughs> I think I do too. Oh. I prefer Holy Grail. But I would say from like, a film point of view that Life of Brian is the better film overall. But I, I th- personally prefer Holy Grail.
0: I think both films... Um, tail off towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. They seem to run out mm-hmm. of ideas, yeah. But um yeah, I think you're right. I noticed that you had a a, a shocked look on your face there, um, Betty.
1: You prefer well, Life I, of Brian? Just because I thought that Doris's like favourite film was The Life of Brian. So yeah, it just shocked me. I was like, whoa, curveball. <laughs> uh, Holy Grail is my favourite Python film as well.
0: It does have the edge, I think. Yeah. However yeah. the the Python team disagree they think that they were at the height of their powers when they did this film. Mm. So Yeah. Yeah, like we they sound like they were argue? a lot
1: more together and focused on on what they were doing rather than when they made Holy
0: Grail. Definitely. I don't I think they had very little uh, money still. I don't think mm-hmm. this was this was big budget. But uh, certainly yeah they they've expressed the opinion that they think this is the better film but you know we disagree. Who are we? We we don't know anything. We've only got we've only got about three quarters of a of a film studies uh, course between us, so we know literally nothing. But just an opinion. So it started as a joke, didn't it? The uh, the the idea of the film started as a joke, um, which it was just the stock answer when they were asked what they were going to do next. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it
2: was um, Jesus Christ. Um... Was it? Is it lust for glory? Lust for glory. Yeah. And then they decided that,
0: actually, do you know what? They they might decide to do that and looked around. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have a lot of respect. I have to... Uh, full disclosure, I am a, a fully uh, paid-up, card-carrying, uh, born-again Christian. I haven't really got a card. That'd be weird. I don't really carry a card. <laughs> but... Um, so you you were a little shocked that I wanted to... She watched this film, weren't you, Betty? Yeah, but,
1: I, was, I was, yeah. Um...
0: But I... Genuinely, um, I genuinely enjoy about uh, three-quarters of it. Um, and when you watch it, obviously when it came out, it was very controversial. We'll get to that later. But I think a lot of people who find it controversial have probably never seen it. Because mm, it actually yeah. doesn't... It, it's not heretical. It does feature... It just does feature Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. There's... I, I suppose people might imagine... The, the whole concept is that uh, Brian's been mistaken for Jesus and Jesus kind of doesn't exist. But that's not at all the case, is it? You know, Mm-mm. Jesus is in the story. People refer to him. They actually refer to things that are in the Bible. It's actually very, uh, I don't want to say res- respectful because I think the Pythons would would hate that. But um, mm-hmm. I actually don't have a major issue with most of it. I think that the, they did... Once they decided that they were going to make this film, they did an awful lot of research and realised that actually they couldn't take the mick out of the gospel and the gospel message because it, it, it stands up and it's um you can't really ridicule it. But instead mm-hmm. the kind of lampooning organised religion, aren't they? More yeah. than Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And I, I always say, you um, sorry. <laughs> no, I
0: was just gonna, I was just gonna say, I always say that if you don't like organized religion, you should come to our church because we're really disorganized.
2: <laughs> nice. So, but it's also um... Um, taking the Mick out of um, like left-wing um, activist groups and how they can't work together. They sort of instead of they sort of turn from exactly what, like what they're fighting against to fighting each other over stupid things. Splitter.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it was obviously made in 1979 So there was an awful yeah. lot of that kind of thing going on If you look at the historical context So yeah, I, I, I like it I think it's funny and, and she watching it, I did laugh out loud quite a lot There were bits that I, I'd forgotten about So yeah. I think for once For once we have a film That I was too young to see at the cinema Yes! <laughs> Woohoo! I feel positively youthful As it came out in
1: 1979 when I was very young. Mm -hmm. So when did we all first see it? I think it's probably going to be on DVD when I was in my teens. Or maybe even VHS, if it was early teens. I can't remember exactly. But, yeah, it was VHS. I think it was with my friend Jamie from school. Because he was a... Well, he is a massive Monty Python fan. And... He introduced me to Monty Python, but then mm. my dad was like a massive fan of them too. So I ended up watching more. Then after that, but yeah, I'm I'm giving this one to Jamie.
2: Um, I actually watched it with my mum for the first time. Wow! I was a teenager, but my parents are massive Monty Python fans. So um, I'm interested seen... because your your family
0: are uh, Christians too, aren't they? Yeah. So uh, that's really interesting.
2: Yeah, so my mum was like, oh, uh, Life of Brian's on, oh, no, you'll love this film, Katie. And we
0: watched it, and I did. That is interesting. It, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of the controversies, it's come from people who haven't actually seen the film. I can't remember when I first saw it. I think I did avoid it a little bit, again, because of the subject matter. Uh, and I really mm-hmm. can't remember when I first saw it. But um, I've really enjoyed re-watching it this time. It's got an IMDb score of 8.1 highly respectable good. absolutely yes. and it's regularly voted the best comedy film of all time mm-hmm.
2: i don't Which know if I i'd do say agree that with. do you think so yeah it is a very good comedy film it's hilarious and you always laugh every time you watch it
0: you do yeah to be fair yeah you mm-hmm. do right from the get go yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah like literally absolutely. just from the start like nobody even has to say anything but because you've watched it once already
2: you know what's coming. You're just waiting
1: for it, and you know yeah. what's yeah. coming. And I was literally just, I was in absolute hysterics, just laughing before people had even spoken.
2: Yeah.
0: So what are we going to do first? Is it, um, how British is it? How British is it? Because obviously this is a podcast which celebrates rewatching films that are British and non-Hollywood. So how British is it? It was filmed in Tunisia, mostly.
1: It's a good British holiday destination, yeah. Holiday destination for the Brits, I should say. Reword that.
0: It is. Even if they don't know where it is, um, someone I work with. Um, I walked into work one day to have someone say, oh, you'll set me right. These lot are kidding me. i just booked a holiday in Tunisia and these lot are telling me it's in Africa. You'll set me right, won't you? It's in <laughs> Spain, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's in Africa. No, it isn't. Oh, have they told bless. you to say that? No, no, it is, it's definitely in Africa. So yeah, lots of people do go there, not all of them know where it is. Yeah. Uh, of course um, Spike Milligan was on holiday there when they were filming mm-hmm. this, which is why he's in the film.
1: Yeah. But I wonder if you planned that. Maybe. Maybe. What you think I would the...
0: do that if I were him. You think they wouldn't give him a part so he just decided to turn up anywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually no all he would have to do is ask and they would well, just would give imagine. him a part anyway i like the so,
2: I'd so, so, yeah. idea of him just randomly being on holiday and then just walking past John Cleese and then going oh oh <laughs> do you want to be in our film? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no money
0: we're not, we're not paying you <laughs> there's a buffet over there if you'd like to partake otter's noses so but it was made in Tunisia it's a mostly uh, British cast it was funded by a beetle yes it was saved George. by a beetle. It was saved by a beetle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. It's a
1: scout yeah, film. Yeah, EMI like panicked over over the film, didn't they? And dropped out. It's kind of understandable. Silly EMI. Yeah, yes. Very silly. Well, yeah, it is understandable, I guess. Because obviously it was quite controversial. But, yeah, I, you know, they should have just stuck with it. But
2: I like the fact that when asked why he did it, he just said... I wanted to see the film. Yeah. yeah. And Eric Heidel said it was the most uh, expensive uh, movie ticket ever bought. Four million pounds. Four million. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm sure wow. there are films we'd all like to see. Yeah. But unfortunately, we don't have that kind of money. So we just have to <laughs> wait for other people to make them. I didn't realise how many other films um, his studio made, handmade films. Um, they made 35 other films. And some of them we may have to revisit on the podcast. Um, they did Nuns on the Run. The Long Good Friday, which I haven't seen for a long time. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, I think that's on the list. Um, With Neil and I. Yeah, you have to, that one. Got to be on the list, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, must have been quite a film fan. Yeah. George Harrison. Footnote George Harrison not only funded the film, but also appeared in it as an extra who is introduced to Brian as the owner of the mount. Unfortunately, his scouse, Hello, had to be redubbed by the overachieving Michael Palin, bringing his number of roles in the film technically to 13. So, yes, yeah, so we've established it's definitely British. We're definitely allowed to talk about it. But did anyone find a connection to the director of our f- film last month, Richard Curtis?
1: <gasps> I've not. I'm yeah, so nervous. have not.
0: <gasps> I found this quite tricky because even though you, you do think that all British people who are involved in filmmaking are connected to Richard Curtis, but I found this one mm-hmm. a little bit tricky, but I know that I you've got one, Doris. I
2: one. Go yeah, for it. So obviously John Cleese is a python and he starred in a film called Rat Race, which starred Rowan Atkinson. He was obviously yes. in Blackadder. Oh, oh well done! Well Easy done. peasy, peasy lemon squeezy. <laughs> oh, that's that took a good me a one. A long time, a lot of searching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a slightly different one. To be fair, it does riff on one that we've had before, but uh, uh, Terry Jones, uh, <laughs> which IMDb will tell you in its um, in its trivia section is. Uh, when they were trying to explain that really he, is, he isn't suitable to be Brian's mother in this film, they explained that he is a year younger than uh, Graham Chapman, so he obviously can't be his mother, but, but it actually says he's not only a man, but he's also <laughs> a year younger than Graham Chapman. <laughs> I don't think you need... You don't really need two yeah. um, reasons there. But anyway, Terry Jones, who is not only a man, but a year younger than Graham Chapman, he directed and wrote absolutely anything which... I haven't seen, but I think that's because it got really bad reviews with um, Simon Pegg. Oh. I've
1: never I,
0: I th- even heard of that, yeah. I, I've heard of it. I have heard of it. And I, like I said, I, I seem to remember it being fairly badly received. I think uh, I think the title of the film is probably what his agent said when uh, when he was asked <laughs> what did he want to appear in next and uh, unfortunately it ended up being in absolutely anything. <laughs> anyway, so Terry Jones... Um, directed and and wrote that film, starring Simon Pegg, who, as we know, was in Shaun of the Dead with Bill Nighy, and indeed Hot Fuzz with Bill Nighy, who played Billy Mack in Love Actually, which was written by Richard Curtis. Nice. But it was quite tricky, because these two circles don't seem to interact quite so much. One of
2: the things we thought, oh, this will be quite easy, and then actually it wasn't.
0: I think possibly as well because of the time difference as well. Yeah. Because the Pythons were around, obviously, in the kind of mid to late 70s, early 80s, and then Richard Curtis is is fairly recent in comparison. But we proved you can do it. We proved you can do it. <laughs> Every Everyone's connected in British
1: filmmaking. Okay, so feeling pretty bad about forgetting to do my homework for the degrees to richard curtis for the life of Brain episode so on my way home from work i've just been having a little think about it and i think i've come up with a bit of a doozy so here goes uh, john cleese was hung over the side of a balcony by his legs uh by kevin klein in a fish Cold wonder if you've not seen it you need to watch it it's on the list um Kevin Kline starred in a brilliant film called in and out with Matt Dillon. Do you remember him? Uh, Matt Dillon starred in another great comedy, Something About Murray, with Cameron Diaz, who was a Charlie's Angel with Drew Barrymore. And Drew Barrymore starred in Music and Lyrics with Hugh Grant, who was in Four Weddings and a Funeral. That's your link to Richard Curtis. Thank you very much.
0: So, yeah, Terry Jones... Um... Directed the film, was written by all of the Pythons. Let's talk a little bit about the cast and the MVP. Who do we think, who is the MVP of this film? It's so difficult to choose.
2: Yeah. Obviously, it's probably Graham Chapman as Brian, but as I was thinking every Monty Python film, it's Michael Palin.
1: I think (laughs) that that was my thought. If if we're going to
0: apply a, a scientific approach to this, Michael Palin plays twelve of the parts in this film, mm-hmm. compared to John Cleese's seven, Terry Gilliam's seven, oh Eric Idle's nine. So if we're going if we're going at it from a purely scientific point of view, it's got to be Michael Palin. has he? he's he's a, he's literally the most valuable player mm-hmm. because he, but he plays it, so many parts.
1: But he has the funniest lines for me as well. Yeah. yeah. Like all like my favorite scenes, favorite lines. A lot of them are like Michael Palin related, and, and and it's not it's not just that they were written for his characters that he was playing, but it's the way he delivers some of them as well. And I just Definitely. can't imagine any of the others delivering delivering those the same way. So yeah, he's my MVP too.
0: Yes, yeah, I think that's that's unanimous then. Yeah, Michael Palin mm-hmm. for MVP. It's a shame that Michael doesn't have a a middle name beginning with V because then he would literally be the MVP
1: (laughs) of this film. We'll make one up for him. Michael Veronica Palin. Veronica, even better. Yeah. But talking about cast, did you know that
2: John Clears wanted to play Brian? I believe so. I think I would have been so weird with him. He obviously plays better, more like authoritative roles like the Chief Centurion. You couldn't imagine anyone else. No. playing
0: that role yeah i'm i'm glad he was persuaded out of that yeah. that would have been an entirely. yeah graham
1: chapman's got like the really good like whiny quality to his voice as well as brian and yeah. i can't imagine john cleese being able to do that the same no john cleese is much less vulnerable
0: i would yeah. say as a it is yeah. a lot more imposing isn't it i don't, I don't think yeah. it, it would have been a completely different film um mm-hmm. graham chapman apparently held a, a, a gp clinic at the end of every day's filming for the locals so, uh,
1: isn't it? That's I so know. cute.
0: So he only played three characters in the film, but you know, he, he did a lot of work out of hours yep. as well. So, mm-hmm. it's all good. Not too many ladies in uh, in this film. Sue Jones Davis, who sorry, Sue Jones David, who plays Judith, and of course Stan slash Loretta, yeah, uh, <laughs> also played by a man. But again, like we've said before, we're big on ensemble casts, aren't we? In this uh, we this podcast, but the uh, award for ensemble cast were too early in 1979. We're too early for for that. Wait too
1: but early. But that would
0: have been a heck of an ensemble cast. How many how many characters is yeah, that? Yeah, they would have won. Yeah, thirty odd, forty characters played by seven people.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Quite impressive. So, what are your favourite lines, Michael Palin related or
1: otherwise? I've tried to just pick favourite lines that don't involve swear words.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Because song. I mean, there's so we
1: can bird song these out. No, no, there's so many obvious ones with swearing in. Like they're all like the real classic famous lines. But um, the the one that I've got down that's Michael Palin specific is when he's doing uh, the Pontius Pilate scene and he's talking about biggest Dickus and things like that, and he's and all the centurions are trying not to laugh. And it's just the way he says, he has a wife, you know. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, oh, that that line, how that actor manages to keep his face sort of semi-straight at that moment, I just don't know. Well, I, I do because I, I did a bit of research on it, but yeah, it's it's amazing. I love I think the way it's he delivers use, that
0: line. The use of the word "visible," I think, that gets me every single time. <laughs>
2: Well, on that scene, that is one of my favourite scenes in the film. In that scene, mm-hmm. um, they actually replaced the extras playing the centurions at the last second. And they were told, do not laugh, whatever you do. But they yeah. did not tell them what Michael Palin was going to say. So <laughs> they are genuinely trying not to laugh. And Michael Palin is genuinely trying his hardest to make them laugh. i
1: I'm sure once once is sure They had to to for managing yeah. not to laugh. Because, yeah. I, yeah, it just would have
2: been so difficult <laughs> I think one of mine is uh, like, blessed are the meek. Oh, they've had one
0: hell of a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And then Judith walks past going, it's the meek that are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole scene's great. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's a reasonable question to ask. How could all the people at the back here? You know, there's, there's a big yeah. crowd there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we always say, what, what are our favourite lines and can you use them in real life? And the thing is, people do <laughs> use lines from this, film in real life don't they you know what have the romans ever Mm -hmm. done for
1: us yeah yeah one of the other lines that i love we were led by a star and then uh, brian's mum says led by the bottle more like (laughs) (laughs) i think one of my favorites is um we're all different
0: i'm not (laughs) that's my favorite
1: i love that little tiny voice i'm not it it is (laughs)
0: Uh, also um you are the messiah i should know i've followed a few yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) which again that's that's uh uh, john cleese and he's perfect just playing that part if he was playing Mm -hmm. brian he wouldn't have been able to play all these other wonderful parts so
1: quite right the other one i've got written down which is an exchange between brian and his mom quite early on Have I got a big nose, Mum? Stop thinking about sex. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's such a typical mum response. I think it's like, and he's like, "I'm not thinking about sex." Yes, you are. You're always thinking about it.
2: (laughs) Uh, It was like the bit where, yes, like you the Judean People's Front, and they're like, "No, we're the People's Front of (laughs) Judea." Disgusted. It's
0: it's endlessly quotable, which I think Mm -hmm. is why it's rewatchable. Because you're yeah. always waiting for the next, the next bit, either the next, the next line. I suppose best lines comes along with best scenes, doesn't it? Because the mm-hmm. whole, um, the whole scene outside Brian's mum's house. Um, yes, we are all individuals. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. That it's, it's the whole scene, isn't it? It's not just the lines. It's the whole yeah. scene and the way they're all speaking. I don't know how they got them all to speak in unison like that. Because that's yeah, genuinely really
1: funny as well. It's like a kids' assembly at school. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I
0: think that that's one of the best scenes, uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. the Sermon on the Mount. I like the. Oh um, yeah, I love the women in, in beards at the stoning.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Are there any women here? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, class scene.
0: Also, uh, I love Michael Palin's prophet. Who um who's it, it, giving all the prophecies, but they're all really kind of slightly rubbish prophecies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, sa- he really sounds like Richard Ayoade. Obviously, we wouldn't have thought that if we'd watched it in 1979. No. <gasps> Maybe that's Richard Ayoade's entire act. Maybe he doesn't speak <laughs> like that at all.
1: He's the just actually from Life he's, of yeah,
2: <laughs> he's just Yeah, he's, he's just channeling the, the, the rubbish prophet. That's just a kid.
1: Yeah. Oh, it does it very well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I also like um, the the character Michael Palin plays where they're going like, crucifixion? Good. On the left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, freedom. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I'm only well
1: joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Any other favourite scenes? Oh, are we just going to say all of it? All of it. All of, all it. of it. Lesson in Latin. Brilliant. <gasps> yes. Yeah. 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 Hilarious. <laughs>
0: Uh, has John Cleese ever been a school teacher? Do we know? Can we confirm or deny? Because he, he, he really he does that well. He does that well, he has, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he must have acted as a school teacher. I feel a footnote coming on. Footnote. It's true. John Cleese did used to be a teacher. He had to wait two years for his place at Cambridge University. So he went back to his prep school to teach science, English, geography, history. And wait for it Latin. He's currently a visiting professor at Cornell University conducting seminars on psychology and management
2: He did, did but he's uh, very very good <laughs> of life.
1: true yes
0: yeah but it, it kind of feels like he's got a background in telling people off.
1: Maybe he just got told off so much when he was a kid. He just channels his old school teachers or something. Possibly,
0: yeah, that could be the case. Mm.
1: Any running? Any? Is there any running? There's
0: a is lot there of any running, running, running in this film. There <laughs> is quite a lot of running,
1: <laughs> running and chasing.
0: Yes, I like the running round the Colosseum. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, that yeah, that's yeah. running smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Not it's not not a great spectator sport. Just watching two people <laughs> run round and round the Colosseum, but yeah.
1: I just love the, the guy's tactic. little victory dance at the end, where he like yeah. starts flexing his muscles, like whee! <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was very good. I have noticed as well in that scene, because we always, at the moment, we're uh, we're always talking about is it COVID safe? Because a lot of films mm-hmm. put you on edge. I don't I, I don't know about you, but I find that I'm watching quite a few films and I'm 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 feeling a little bit anxious because there's too many people and they're all too close together.
1: Yeah, and where are the masks? I'm worried that, yeah, absolutely,
0: but yeah. in the uh, in that particular scene in the Coliseum where they're, they're running round, there's hardly anyone. It looks like, well, one would imagine the way that football stadiums are going to look in a couple of months' time. There's mm-hmm. hardly anyone there. They're just all spread out, and I, I, I made a note of that at the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the sparse crowds at the Coliseum, they're COVID safe. I, I wonder if um, uh, women wearing stick-on beards, are they acceptable as PPE? Do we have a ruling on this? What do we think? Would they? They would might they catch some of your spit when
1: you're talking, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You certainly won't be able to. swap... Maybe not enough. You would not well, be able to
0: swap beards with someone else, would you? No. You'd have to no. stick to your own beard and <laughs>
1: not uh... not like the odd person where you see them swapping masks or oh borrowing my a word, mask that from somebody. This <laughs> week, I I actually saw someone
0: borrow a mask from a complete stranger. Uh, yeah. This week, I, I didn't have Brilliant. words. I didn't have words. For it. <laughs> So, yeah, the Sermon on the Mount, less COVID safe. Yeah. Yeah. The crowd's outside. Uh, Brian's mum's house, not mm-hmm. so COVID safe.
1: Yeah. Three wise men rocking up at your stable, not COVID safe.
0: Definitely not, no. Raid mm. on uh pilot's palace where they under. Definitely <laughs> not, not COVID
1: safe. <laughs> no. Admittedly,
0: there is social distancing at the crucifixion, but I'm guessing COVID will be the least of your worries at that <laughs> particular point. <laughs>
1: Yeah, whether you're in the uh, allotted Jewish section or not is a, yeah. obviously a bigger stress.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so
1: there's lots of running after Brian. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Lots of running after
1: Brian. Chasing him with a shoe and a gourd. <laughs> yes. Would would you, right? A question for you guys: Would you follow the shoe or the gourd?
0: Always food for me. Right. Okay. So I would Or would go with... you take your shoe
2: off and, and discard it?
1: <laughs> no, I think that's completely <laughs> impractical. No. Oh, no, all those stones in your feet. Ouch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it would depend what kind of shoe it was, I suppose, but I'm still going to go with the gourd.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially if they prepare it like they do at Bundabust.
2: Actually, I would collect all the shoes together, so then I'd have lots of shoes. That was one. Yeah, uh, that's
0: quite a practical yeah, you know, way of looking at it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So running, we've just we've just spoken about the gourd Is there any good food? There's certainly Otter's lots noses. of food. Otter's <sighs> noses. Yeah. Chaffinch brains. jaguar's earlobes. Oh, that's on. Yeah. Jaguars it struck me that lobes. these are all amazing pub quiz team names. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to yeah. write these down, and the next time I am in a pub with a team doing a quiz. Um I think Tuscany Fried Bat
1: or Ocelot spleen might have to be <laughs> the team name. You might have to choose your crowd for that one though. <laughs> Do you think so? You know, it might go over some people's heads, I guess. I've I've had worse team names, to be fair.
0: <laughs> so yeah, is is there any other good food other than the uh the snacks at the at the Coliseum?
2: I'm not sure um, there, I'm not sure there is. I don't think there is. No.
1: Mm mm. There's some good, good rocks and stones, though.
2: Yes, there with are. The
1: stone in, you know, yep. that's almost yeah. like getting your popcorn to throw at the screen at the cinema if you're a True. wild animal and do that,
0: you know. True. Yeah, yeah. But no, very undernourished actually in this mm-hmm. uh, in this film. The soundtrack of the film. There aren't too many songs. Not too much music in the film, but those that mm-hmm. are, they're uh, quite big. They're quite big. Uh, songs. The title song is it's like a it's like a James Bond mm-hmm. opening, isn't it? Yeah, it's very
2: grand. It's it's like well, Shirley like, Bassey esque. Yeah, I think it was meant to be based on Shirley Bassey.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you know the um, oh. the lady who sang it was sixteen at the time? Yeah, She's can you believe that voice, voice comes from a sixteen year old? Yeah, yeah. Sonia That's Jones, incredible. who is a, a these days, is a vocal coach. But yeah, mm-hmm. amazing. And I think a lot of people did think it was Shirley Bassey.
1: Yeah, I, I think I did when I first heard it.
0: Yeah, I just assumed that it was. But yeah, it's a it's a very good song. But the big song,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the big song in this film, is yeah. obviously Eric Idle's "Always Look on the Bright Side of Life." Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out because I remember it being um, I remember it being re released, and I couldn't figure out why. So I looked into it. <laughs> we do do some research. On this, we occasionally, uh, occasionally look things yeah. up. We try. We occasionally yeah. look things up before we actually <laughs> record it. Um And yeah, I, I, obviously I remember it coming out, but I, I don't remember why. And apparently it was because it was down to it being sung on the terraces, um on the football terraces. And oh. Gary Lineker mentioned it to Simon Mayo, who started playing it on his Radio One breakfast show all right. the time and it subsequently got a re-release, got to uh, number three in 1991. Oh, very nice. That's the story of that. And currently, it's the most requested song at funerals.
1: Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is.
0: <laughs> Although one has to ask, why is there even a, a chart for that? That's a very
1: <laughs> a very yeah. random That's a bit, bit of information <laughs> to keep.
0: Yeah. I saw the list once of the songs that you could pick from the suggested songs that you could pick mm-hmm. from at the at the crematorium. You could suggest your own but this was like oh we've got we've already got these you know on tape or whatever mm-hmm. you know because other people have had them before now and um, I kid you not someone had picked do you know where you're going to which I'm, I'm not it's.
1: sure. <laughs> That's a bit sinister.
0: Definitely. And someone had picked the Jaws theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Excellent. these are true facts. True facts. Very bizarre. I love it. So, yeah, always look <laughs> on the bright side of life. Yeah, doesn't doesn't seem quite so silly, really. <laughs> oh, it's a uh,
1: built-in song.
0: It is. It really is.
1: I read somewhere that Eric Idle recorded it in like his normal singing voice. Um, yeah but didn't really feel that it worked very well so that's why i decided to re-record it in a cockney accent
0: a random cockney yeah
1: yeah but um he had to re-record it in his hotel room um so to soundproof the room he put like bed mattresses up against the walls just to like dull down the the room a bit and soundproof it (laughs) i love it just doing it on the fly low tech yeah 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 Yeah, we know all about that we know all about (laughs) (laughs) improvising. We got the low-tech.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but do. it is such a positive song. It is. Considering the amount of mm-hmm. controversy that came out from the film, it's such a positive song to come from it. It, it is. is. Definitely. I mean, I must admit,
0: uh, we'll do... I, I, I don't know if either of you have got any answers to, to this particular one, but we always do a... a which bits do you fast-forward or check your social media? I have to admit that... I've I've rewatched this um, twice... Um, for this and the second time I I, I stopped I stopped at uh, one hour 15 because I can mm-hmm. lose that last bit I can lose that whole last bit um, yeah but other than that um, the crucifixion I do have an issue with um, I just yeah. find it a bit uncomfortable um, to watch and the the stuttering, the, uh, the scene, yeah. yeah, I just think it's, again, um, this probably comes under has it dated. Is it still acceptable to take the mick out of people with um, with speech impediments? Probably no. not. <laughs> I mean, to, to, you know, to a, to a degree, some of it's funny, but that the stuttering at the end, uh, and I know that the joke is that he doesn't really have a stutter. Yeah, they're yeah. just doing it on yeah, purpose. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Among yeah. people. But... Yeah, but it's still, I find it a little bit excruciating.
1: Um, mm-hmm. It is a bit, bit uncomfortable to watch. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I can I can lose everything after Crucifixion. I can lose everything after that. Really. Um, anyone bit, else, or are you are you are you happy with with everything?
2: The bit with the aliens is just so random.
1: I, fast, I, like I can fast forward that with, yeah. bit.
2: No, I like the bit with the aliens. Oh, let me
0: tell you. I, I mean, if you if you type Life of Brian into Google, the the people have done endless amounts of research and studies and papers you know for something that's so silly you, you mm-hmm. wouldn't believe how how seriously it's taken in a lot of uh, a lot of sectors and i found i came across a, an article in the uh, british columbia journal of religion and film which i am immediately going <laughs> to subscribe to because that just sounds like an amazing publication and it's uh-huh. a whole paper about just the alien sequence Really? And honestly, I kid you not, and and what it means, and uh, the fact that it's a parody. Let me let me read you a sample, um, a sample bit from it. It says, as Peter Marks, who's a a, a writer who wrote a book about um, Terry Gilliam, as Peter Marks acutely notes. The episode detonates the rules of narrative logic and in a film notable for its stylistic and generic consistency in terms of Python, it rips the film into a parallel universe that marries the mannerisms of Star Wars with the crummy effects of Doctor Who. Oh,
1: how rude. How rude.
0: <laughs> very very rude. rude. Very rude. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of people who've thought a lot about that bit. They've thought a lot about that bit.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I, 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 well, I di- they can I think about the... it for me. I, I'll leave it. <laughs> I like it. i I direct you to the article if you if you want to know more about it. But um, it's. Uh... I just figured that that scene exists because it's like in Terry Gilliam's contract that he gets to do some a certain amount of animation or something. <laughs> you
2: know. Yeah, I think by
0: yeah. this point he was, um, it, it, in the earlier films and in the. Um, in the series, he would put the animation in to link things together. Mm-hmm. But I think what happened, because this is quite a, a narrative story, and yeah. they didn't really need any linking bits and pieces, they didn't do the animation, but he still wanted to do something that was a bit, you know, they had to, like you said, they had to have that bit in. And uh, yeah. he was offered a, an Aliens sequel to direct on the strength of that, you know.
1: Really? On the strength really? of doing that <laughs> Aliens sequence for about I would like p. to have seen that.
0: <sighs> Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Could have been so... better
1: than some of it that follows. Well, yes, arguably. <laughs> arguably.
0: So I like I got a little soft spot for the uh, for the alien sequence, then. and I wrote down um, under other fil- oh, we're all over the place here. I feel like that guy with the, with the board and the stickies and the and the yeah string. Um, but under other film references, I immediately wrote spaceballs. And then I realised that Spaceballs mm-hmm. came much later. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing that that little alien sequence had an influence on, yeah. on Spaceballs because yeah. that's the first thing I thought of.
1: It makes me think of uh, Red Dwarf. Yes, so of I reckon course, Red yeah. Dwarf must yeah. be yeah. taking a bit of influence from that too.
0: Yeah, so you're saying you don't like that bit, but it's highly influ- influential. <laughs>
1: highly influential. You can't just fast-forward it. <laughs>
0: And narratively, how else would he get down from the tower?
1: Uh, just just to let people know now that Rita is actually physically looking like the guy from the meme with all the post-it <laughs> notes and the pen and the explanation going on. I do have the pen. I do have the pen the pen has picked up. <laughs> if you hear clicking.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm really trying not to
2: click.
0: <laughs> so oh I yeah, feel sad for the alien point. Sequence. Yeah,
2: how will he get down from the tower? Exactly. I mean
0: I don't know. Jump. Yeah. It's a very high up tower.
1: A bale of hay, you know, bale of hay yeah. underneath. It worked in Robin yeah. Hood, Prince of Thieves.
0: True, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure there were other ways, but but I, yeah, I, I
2: have a soft Apparently,
1: spot. Apparently, um, when they filmed the scene
2: where he gets out of the crash, they put a load of black on the actual... Brickwork of this place in Tunisia, and mm-hmm. thinking uh-huh. it would come off, and then it wouldn't come off. Oh dear! And Jones oh no. panicked, and they had to go in the middle of the night and paint all the <laughs> the stone back to the original colour. So oh people my! notice. wow! Oopsie!
0: Yeah. Whoops. What? What about all the uh, Roman graffiti? Did Did all that come off? Did they, <laughs> did they have to clean that
2: <laughs> off as well? Because that that would be a big job.
0: And as a, in fact, that is one of my favourite scenes. As a as a complete grammar Nazi. <laughs> um, I love that attention to detail on the Latin. It's wonderful. uh yeah, so coming back to other film references, we've got yeah obviously the the alien sequence, but um if I, if i can if I can make us look like proper film students for a moment, mm-hmm. the bit where they're going into the with where where the Roman centurions are going into the house looking for Brian, and then they all come out again i'm going yeah. I'm going to say that reference is Nanook of the North which you may or may not have seen the clip. It's a 1922 silent documentary, and it's one of the first... It's not a mockumentary, but it's some of it was staged, essentially, mm-hmm. and there's a very famous bit where all of um, Nanook's family get into a canoe.
1: Right.
0: But the canoe's tiny, and they all yeah. go into the canoe, and obviously they've, they've used, like, a camera trickery. And I mm-hmm. wonder whether all those centurions going into that tiny house and then all coming out again. I wonder if that is a a a, a reference mm-hmm. to uh, to early cinema. You certainly wouldn't put it past them. The the you know the smart these guys aren't they? Yeah,
1: Cambridge and Oxford doing. dudes. You know,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously Spartacus. Obviously
1: yeah. Spartacus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like.
2: Them. I'm Brian, and so is my wife. <laughs> 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 Which
0: again is, oh, I... is a that's a phrase you can use in everyday life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Um I appreciate the soundtrack point of sort of film referencing as well, because if you listen to like the sort of incidental music throughout, it's sort of Ben Hur esque. Yes. Um, yes I guess and like so, that sort yeah. of like nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, like epics. You know, it sound, a lot of the music sounds like those sorts of films.
0: Yes, true. Yes, um, I agree.
1: So, little, little shout-out to the composer Geoffrey Bergen. Because it's, it's some really good music. Like, some I, really beautiful music, actually. Um, especially at the
2: beginning, if you'd never seen it, you would think it was this big, epic, biblical story starting. You would. wouldn't. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How shocked you'd be. <laughs> a little shout-out to him as well. just because, Just because, from a brass band geekiness point of view, I've actually played a piece of his music.
0: Oh, really? So what other yeah, stuff he has he did.
1: done? So, so he's done like orchestral compositions, uh, like film and TV music as well. Um, but the, the brass band, well he's done two brass band pieces. The one I've played was uh, a competition piece of music. We call it a test piece. Um, and it was based on Narnia. So it was called the Narnia Suite. Oh, and it's one of the lovely. best, one of the best test pieces that I've ever like had the pleasure of playing for a competition and uh, and he wrote it he composed wow. it so yeah it's definitely like, just, need yeah, to a little bit of rap band geekery.
0: A thank you to our resident musician <laughs> no it is it's, it's a wonderful soundtrack you're right is it a bit far-fetched not at all no, <laughs> no,
2: I, no the, the aliens bit is
0: yes i find it all very plausible <laughs> Apart from yeah, maybe the aliens.
1: Yeah, the aliens. Come on. Slightly <laughs> far-fetched. Yeah, everything else. And also, well, the you know the arguments and the foul language um, at the the sermon and things like that. That's not going to happen. That's far-fetched. I don't know. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> well, well you would like think to think, think crowds so. are crowds. Yeah, crowds yeah. are crowds. <laughs> Yeah, but when Michael Palin shouts, "I'm going to take you to the Jeffing Cleaners,"
2: <laughs> I don't know. These were these were maybe rough and ready
1: much. people.
0: These were rough <laughs> and ready people. I I think that probably would have happened, especially if at the back and you can't hear. You know. Uh true. We've all been at concerts, haven't we? Were you know, you get a bit uh, well in, in the when they start giving a long monologue in between the songs and you can't hear what's going on properly, you know. You start to talk amongst mm-hmm. yourselves.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah.
0: <sighs> do you remember that? Do you remember going to gigs? Do you remember <laughs> yeah. do you remember going
2: to gigs? That <laughs> was quite a while ago. Yeah, vaguely.
0: We were just, we were just talking earlier um, uh, when we weren't recording about the cinema, weren't we, and missing going to the cinema. Mm. Um. What, what's the last film that we all saw at the cinema? Have we been since lockdown? Did we go in the little break in between lockdowns one, two, and... Three this kind saw the film
2: of the Bill and Ted's third film. That's so
0: good. You, uh, it
2: oh, was so good. I've not watched it yet. And had, me and my brother went and we had the cinema to ourselves and it was so good.
0: <gasps> yeah, nice. we, went, we went to see it at um, the showcase on the Lines. So it was about the only place that was open. <laughs> but Have you seen it yet, Betty? Not
1: yet, not yet. You've got to mm-hmm.
0: see it. It's just. I've really got, a, got a few
1: days off it's work really coming bad, up. I might really have to good. prioritise it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not going to win any uh, any awards, is it? But it's just uh, you just smile all the way but through. But it. it's Bill and Ted. Wonderful. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Death's in it, so it's all good. He it is. It's yeah, really. I'm very good. excited. Yeah, um, you definitely. I got to, watch to it. see Tenet. Oh, of course. I got course. to see Tenet, and yeah. also uh, a re-release of Inception as well. Oh, fabulous.
0: I've I really liked all these uh, reissues. Oh, because me too. Lots of things that you've not seen on the big screen or not seen for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, actually, most recent as well, just just before we went into lockdown three mm-hmm. um, Wonder Woman 84. Oh, of course. Oh, did
0: you go and Which see you that did too? the wonderful, yes, did you see it at the wonderful yeah. Everyman in Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my
1: absolutely word. I absolutely love it in that cinema. I cannot wait to go there again. Mm hmm. It's just fabulous. Hot dog, beer, Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Mostly yeah. empty cinema screen, which is sad for them, but I quite enjoyed it from a personal Definitely. space point of view. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. Th- they great. do, they really break the code on, on food.
0: They really do, but uh, I'll forgive yeah. them. At least they serve all the food at the beginning, so there's no mm-hmm. to in and fro Yeah. But yeah, I think Wonder Woman 84 was the last film that I saw at the cinema. Yeah, so Bill and Ted. Um, I saw On the Rocks, the um, Bill Murray (gasps) Oh, I want to watch that too. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah. Put that on your list. And yeah, it was wonderful. In fact, when I went to see Tenet, we went to see Tenet. We were on holiday. Holidays, remember them? Um, We were on holiday (laughs) in Northern Ireland and we went to the Strand Cinema. I'd saved this up as like the highlight of our holiday. I mean, you know, the uh, Giants' Causeway was lovely and all, but we got to go to the cinema on our uh, (laughs) next to last night. (sighs) And um, yeah, we went to the Strand, which is like an old art deco uh, cinema. And it had been months and months and months since I'd been to the cinema. And I must admit, I was a little bit emotional just walking Aww. up the steps. Yeah. Just like, oh my, I didn't realise how much I'd missed it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think, hopefully, because I live walking distance from Walton Picture Of course. House, I'm really hoping that it does reopen. Yes. Because at one point they weren't... And, yeah, it's all hit and go. So when I think if that opens and the next time I go, I probably will have a little cry. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> um, is there any more news on, uh, on Walton? Because
2: Not the... that I've heard. I think it was, like, say, because people did a campaign and it was going to open, but then it's obviously down and things have happened. So. Yeah,
1: I think it was down to open again in March, wasn't it? But yeah. obviously that'll be delayed again for a little bit. I'll just be happy if it reopens because
0: it's a wonderful yes. mm-hmm. cinema. It, mm-hmm. uh, am I right in saying it's the oldest in Liverpool?
2: Yeah, it's the oldest number four. I think yeah. it's
0: 1926. Yeah, and it's they something. have an interval. I, I love going ice there to, to watch <laughs> long films because, yeah, you, you get a little break
2: and an ice cream and it's great. Well, I went to the Jungle Book there and the great thing was it was meant to start at half seven mm-hmm. and people were still queuing because there's only one ticket booth.
1: Yes. And they mm-hmm. waited
2: for everyone to be sat down and this little this woman just came in and went, is everyone ready? Oh, that's like, yeah. so cute. And then, they start, and then they started the film. That is oh, so
1: cute. cute. And, like, in the interval when everyone, like, dashes off to the loo, because there's only a couple of, like, single yeah. sort of isn't there, isn't there? But they just wait for everyone to come back. They can just, like, keep an eye on what's going on, and then yeah. once yeah. everyone's back, right, we'll start again. It's great.
0: I think my favourite experience though, I went to see Avengers Endgame... Because I knew it was going to be a long uh, film. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. I need... <laughs> I'm going to need a Weevil break. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it was packed and everyone had the you know Marvel T-shirts on and there were kids nice. and there was just a you know massive range of people there and it was wonderful. And, yeah, just the shared experience of seeing things together, especially something on that scale. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. It's great at Christmas because they play all the Christmas films. Yeah. And that always sells out every year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's hope. Um, let's hope that will happen this year. I know. Pretty please. I know. I know. We wandered off there. We did. Um,
2: we did.
0: <laughs> could it? Um, could it start a franchise? Do we need a prequel or a sequel? No, I don't think we need a prequel or a sequel. No, no. Mm-mm. If you had a prequel, I don't know. Well, if you had a prequel, it would. There's lots of good Old Testament stories they could uh, yeah. they could have at, but unless there's a point to it. Because this film, Life of Brian, is, is a satire, isn't it? You know, uh, I don't know what the point would be about doing a a prequel. And the sequel would be about the early church and arguably this film's about the early church and, in yeah. fact, the current church and, as you said, political parties and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm not sure there'd be any point in that. There, there, there obviously was a previous Python film and a subsequent Python film. So I suppose they could be counted as prequels and sequels in spirit, couldn't they? Yeah. If not in in subject matter. I also read that there's
2: only one character to appear in all four films, and that is God, Which is interesting because,
0: yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um, You know, everyone would connect the Pythons with all being staunch atheists, wouldn't they? But they've obviously got... They've got an interest there, haven't they? It was initially banned on release in uh, Norway... And in Ireland. In Ireland, the ban was only lifted in 1987. Uh, In Torbay, they only showed it in cinemas in 2008. Wow, 2008. (laughs) Aberystwyth were even further behind, uh, and it was only showed in cinemas in Aberystwyth when the uh, actor who played Judith, uh, Sue Jones-Davis, David, I keep getting her name wrong. Sue Jones, David. She was elected Mayor of Aberystwyth.
1: <laughs> hey, and Judas. I
0: don't, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether they, uh, they 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 put it on at the cinema as a, as a it, it, you know in, in honor of her becoming mayor, <gasps> or whether she just did it herself. I don't know. I don't know. Footnote: Sue Jones Davis finally got her name right was Mayor of Aberystwyth from June 2008 to May 2009. She learned of and then overturned the ban on the film, putting on a charity screening with a Q&A with Michael Palin and Terry Jones. It later turned out there wasn't actually a ban. It was just considered an unacceptable film by some counsellors, mainly because of the nude scene. But why let the truth get in the way of a good story?
2: But uh you good
1: know. on her for becoming mer and then allowing <laughs> a film to be shown where she's got like full frontal nudity. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which I
0: guess brings us I guess brings us to um can you watch it with your mum?
2: <laughs> well I did, so <laughs> this exactly. Uh yeah. Yeah. I remember um, her saying, Oh well
1: you're
2: going to see a naked man in a minute. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh that's, that's so cute. Uh, let me Little just clarify morning. how old were you at this point? I think I must have be been a teenager. That's okay. But um, I watched it with my dad, but I've never watched it with my mum because I don't think she likes Monty Python. Oh, okay. I don't think it's her cup of tea.
0: I'm not sure. Oh, I definitely couldn't watch it with my mum. Definitely not. Um, and, yeah, you mentioned the full frontal nudity. The uh, Graham Chapman's full frontal nudity has uh, added Jewishness. I don't know if you read about that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I read that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds... Uncomfortable. It sounds
0: very uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, yes. The first, the first take uh, made it very abundantly clear that Brian was not Jewish. Mm -hmm. So it had to be amended using uh, an elastic band.
2: Mm. And he also scared off. uh, He did it in front of a crowd of two thousand Muslims, and he scared off all the women who were it's not okay to see a naked man who's not your husband, so they well, all yeah. ran away. <laughs> and he said, that does something to you. <laughs> <laughs> Opening the shutters and then women screaming and Str- running away. Running going <laughs> in the opposite direction.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. I think that's a pretty a pretty reasonable reaction from anybody to have to a Absolutely, strange man fling yes. like yes. <laughs> some yeah, curtains open and just not. exposing yeah. himself. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, is, it,
2: um, is it... I don't think it's a mole movie... It's not a
0: it's no. movie. This is. Um, mm-hmm. Does it? It doesn't pass the Bechdel test, unfortunately.
2: I'm not even sure if any women have any conversations together at all. No, unless you count Loretta. I think Judith
0: yeah. does speak to Loretta, but unfortunately, she is still technically a man.
2: And Judith does shout at Mrs. Cohen, who's just like, but she doesn't. Mrs. Cohen just gets outraged at Brian, not at Judith.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. True. But
2: when you got six,
0: what, seven men playing? Over forty roles, it is difficult to have two women speaking yeah. to each other, isn't it? But uh, yeah. But what I thought was um, was funny is that it, it's quite woke, isn't it? In inverted commas, you know, you've got the Stan Loretta character yeah. standing up for his her rights. Um, I thought that was that was really interesting because this is nineteen seventy nine, and that particular bit is quite very very bang up today, isn't it? People yeah. arguing for their rights, even if they can't.
1: Do something and she they gets still want the right to be support to do from her friends as well. She does, yeah, yeah. Well, Apart not reg, reg, but yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. The thing that tickled me, and this is probably just me, uh, in that whole scene where where Stan says that he wants to be uh referred to as Loretta from now on is um, every time they say brothers
1: and yeah, sisters and sisters,
0: because <sighs> there's um there's one particular um, translation of the bible that, that adds in ancestors every time it says brothers i don't think <laughs> nice. it's as a python reference i think it's oh. just that in, in the original greek i think it, that word does mean you know brethren as in you know all of us but it was initially mm-hmm. translated as brothers and then later it was added in ancestors sisters." and so, <laughs> so if you're reading along with it with an old translation and then someone else is reading it out and they, it, you get the ancestors but <laughs> Added in, which always makes me chuckle. I
2: like the fact that when he comes out and but they're like, but why Loretta? Like, meaning, why the name? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> so a couple of different um, theories about this that I read about. Um, Loretta was the name of Marty Feldman's wife, so they thought that that might have been uh, why. Yeah. But also um, there's a line in uh, Get Back, isn't there? About sweet Loretta oh, yeah. Martin, is it? Thought she was a woman, but she was another man, so maybe mm-hmm. George yeah. Harrison had a hand in that. I don't know. Or maybe they just picked it out of a hat. Who knows? But uh, yeah, maybe. I thought that was really interesting, really kind of up to date. Again, some of it has dated. Yeah. hmm yeah. The stuttering, the laughing at people with speech, imp- even though, you, you also know, have
2: drunk Cleese and Blackface mm-hmm. as a wise man.
0: Of course, yes. Yeah, um, yeah I haven't uh, picked that up. And there's uh, there is some... Uh, hitting women and babies which yeah. i'm yeah. not sure you'd be allowed to get away with now
1: sorry i was laughing i'm not laughing at that in not... general. i'm just laughing <laughs> at the memory of brian's mum saying shut up and smacking the baby it's like exactly, oh. exactly. i mean you're laughing it's like it's, it's funny really but it's probably like, not yeah not great it's probably and not then acceptable then, uh,
2: yeah and the fact that they take the presents off her and then just push her over and leave exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: It's so weird because some of it is really dated, and some of it is really, you know, bang on the money up to date. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> Interesting, film. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any other business? I think we've, I think we've more or less covered everything. You see, you're not yeah, allowing me to click my pen so I can't cross things off. Oh Sorry, I think
2: we've covered everything <laughs> on my list,
0: unless anyone has any other uh, business.
2: I think one of them was worst lines. Don't think we covered that.
0: Worst line. Do you know what? I I have written down worst lines, but I just couldn't come up with any. No,
2: it's all good. Because yeah, I just not, think it I'm is. Got any.
0: It's, it's all good. So um, what we have did to do? Did we do a proper film
2: synops-
0: synopsis? <laughs> we didn't. Re- do you know what? We didn't do a film synopsis. Did we really? Because we assumed that everyone knows. I've seen it. But yeah. interestingly, yeah. it wasn't the idea of someone being mistaken um, uh, for the Messiah. Um, which, weirdly, again, when you rewatch it, that only happens about halfway through the film. Yeah. If not a bit mm-hmm. later than that, you imagine that that's the whole body of the film, but it's not, is it? That's, I suppose um, it
1: happens at birth, like, when he's a newborn. He gets mistaken straight away. But then, other it than does, that...
0: But, but then they change their mind, and they realise yeah. they've got the wrong baby. They take the presents off them, don't they? And then the mm, um, yeah. the it only happens later in the film that he gets um, mistaken for the Messiah. But, um... It was originally, the the original plan for the film was that he was going to be the 13th Apostle and always late to things. So he was always <laughs> right. missing out on things. Which I don't know if that was a bit of an in-joke because apparently Graham Chapman was always late for things. Oh, So mm-hmm. that was the original plan. But then obviously they came up with this idea. So um, I think
1: they I think they stuck with the best idea. I think yeah. so,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's everything. It is. So all we have to decide is um we we knew what we were gonna do this month because it's Easter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had the, you had the excellent idea of ha, 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 ha. doing uh, Life of Brian. But um what are we gonna do next? Well I see I, I I think we've had these last three months, we've had four months. We had Muppets Christmas Carol, which
1: is uh-huh. very jolly.
0: Yeah. And yeah. then we had Full Monty. Mm-hmm. Which was very jolly. Yeah. It seems to—I've just realised that there's a there's a full frontal nudity uh, connection um, <laughs> to, to <I> how <laughs> Not Muppets Christmas Carol. I was going uh, to say, hold on, who's Christmas naked Carol in the Muppets? <laughs> That's in the blooper reel. Um, and then we did uh, we did four weddings and a funeral. Very yeah. jolly, very jolly. Yeah, yeah. Now we've done Life of Brian, very funny voted yep. regularly voted the uh, funniest film of all time i think it's time we do something a little bit you know i think have we built ourselves up to do something a little bit more downbeat
1: yeah do maybe something more serious
0: you think mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we need to
1: keep it fresh
0: change it up i think we do i've got a whole list of depressing films that we can watch <laughs> uh <laughs> it's finding a it's finding a downbeat film that you want to watch more than once that's the yeah. uh, that's the issue yeah but uh, yeah, answers on a postcard. If you've got anything grim that you want us to watch,
1: um,
0: <laughs> and we will throw them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all for our Easter edition. We're going to go off and scoff a ton of Easter eggs.
1: I know. I feel like I've missed out not having an Easter egg here to munch on while we've been yeah. recording. Yeah. I feel like definitely. it would be a good excuse. It would be a good egg excuse. Oh, I, Doris, I think... we did warn you. It got worse. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to wind that up now before the puns get any worse. <laughs> yeah,
1: and before before we all
0: crack up.
1: Oh no!
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Let, ha- let's end it there.
0: <laughs> yeah, Happy Easter, everybody! Happy yeah, Easter. Easter
1: <laughs> ask, if
2: you, if they ever ask you to be a guest, <laughs> say no.
0: Yes, run away, <laughs>
2: run away. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Ta-ta.
1: Bye. Bye.